Section 12 of David and His Friends. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. David and His Friends, a series of revival sermons by Louis Albert Banks. The Story of Kiproth Hateava. They were not estranged from their lust, but while their meat was yet in their mouths, the wrath of God came upon them, and slew the fattest of them, and smote down the chosen men of Israel. For all this they sinned still, and believeth not for his wondrous works. Psalm 78 verses 30 through 32. This is a reference to an old story that you may find away back in the book of Numbers. While the Bible is made up of a great many books, it is after all but one book. There is a thread of continuity which runs through it all. This story concerns the children of Israel during their wanderings in the wilderness. They were dissatisfied with the heavenly manna and wanted meat to eat. The Lord gave them quails in abundance, but they were still dissatisfied and wanted more. They did not eat the quails with prudence, but they still murmured against God and gave themselves to gluttony. They seemed to have been disposed to regard the pleasures of the appetite as of more importance than getting rapidly on the road toward the promised land. Canaan seemed far away, and the hunger of the stomach was close at hand. They said, the grapes and the pomegranates and the old corn of Canaan are no doubt very nice, but they are a long way off, and our hunger is here, and we like plenty of meat. The result of this gormandizing was that an epidemic came among them and killed off a large number, among whom were some of the most promising men in israel so severe was the sickness in this place and so fatal was the disease that the camp became a great burying ground and when they moved away from the spot they called the name of it kibroth hateava or in more modern language the graves of lust now it is very important to notice that what these people were lusting after and desiring so anxiously was all right in itself but all wrong when it caused them to rebel against god and to seek it to the exclusion of things very much more important it is not required that we desire things that are evil in themselves in order that evil may come to us 
but when we give ourselves to the acquirement of temporary things with a devotion which excludes or interferes with the doing of our duty to god and the development of our immortal nature then it may come to be as deadly a sin as the yielding to the greatest vices scientific men often find living creatures in the heart of stones and in the centre of old trees these living beings were created for the open air they need the atmosphere and the sunshine and were made to live on the surface of the earth some of them were made to run with rapidity and some to mount aloft on the wing but in some way they have allowed themselves to be engulfed and entombed it may have come about suddenly or gradually but at last the wood and stone held them in their grave it would have been easy to have broken away at first if they had known their danger but afterwards it became too late and finally their life was shut out and they were forever hedged in from the glorious outer life which they had known and for which they were created something like this often happens to the spiritual nature young men or women having no intention of doing wrong and fully desiring to shun the vices and dissipations of life but failing to give themselves positively in earnest devotion to god and their duty have their better natures engulfed by the forces of worldliness and the influence of temporary pleasures and self-indulgences and often are overwhelmed and destroyed without ever becoming really alarmed at their danger until they are lost take the case of that wealthy young nobleman a man of the most beautiful and upright character who came to jesus according to the standards of the jews he lived a model life he could say with an honest heart that he had kept all the commandments of the law to the very letter his life was so lovely that jesus looking at him loved him he came to christ with the inquiry what good thing shall i do that i may have eternal life jesus loved him and sought to save him he loved him because he was such a promising young man probably in all the life of jesus on earth he never met any man so completely correct in his outward life as this young man and yet he saw one dangerous place in his nature he saw in him one rotten spot which if it were not cleansed and healed would as certainly bring him to ruin as would the sins of a drunkard or a debauchee the weak spot was his love for his money and his pleasure in the ease and luxury which his money brought him christ went straight to that spot at once 
with a directness that was equal to a sword hunting the heart of a foe he said go and sell that thou hast and give to the poor and thou shalt have treasure in heaven and come and follow me and the young man went away sorrowful he went away with a cloud on his brow for he had great possessions and his heart was set on them you see his love for these temporary things made it impossible for him to live the highest and noblest life and if he went on cherishing them to the exclusion of christ and his duty when he died though he may have been buried with great pomp and splendor with eulogies about his respectable character he was as certainly buried in a grave of lust as though he had been a sinner of the outbreaking and shameful sort now it may be that some of you to whom i am speaking have rather congratulated yourselves that you are not sinners in the ways that are usually thought of in connection with evil doing and so you turn away from the earnest preaching of god's word as though the heart-searching appeals of the pulpit were not intended for you if so the message which i bring you to-night you should certainly not repel for it is a message to you you remember the story i read in our scripture lesson about levi or matthew as he is usually called matthew so far as we know was not an outbreaking sinner he had a good house and belonged to a good family he was unpopular among the jews because he had accepted office under the roman government but after all so far as we know matthew was a very fair representative of that class which goes quietly along living very respectable and moral lives and yet neglecting to become openly and positively christian christ came along one day stepped over to see him and had a conversation with him at his place of business we don't know how much conversation he had but we do know that at the end of their talk jesus said to matthew follow me and matthew turned over his business into other hands and got up and left all and followed christ from that hour he ceased to be known peculiarly as levi the tax-gatherer and was afterwards known while he lived on earth and since as matthew the friend of jesus christ he became one of the biographers of jesus matthew just turned over a new leaf and followed after jesus the next thing we read about him is that he made a great dinner to jesus he wanted to let all his friends and acquaintances know that he had become an open disciple of jesus christ now that is god's call to you it is not enough for a man to say i am not doing any harm 
a colorless negative life like that is not sufficient manhood is too great and life is too important to be juggled with in that way we must do good with all our hearts we are god's children and we must not give ourselves over to even a negative service of evil we must not take all the good things that god gives us and fail to give him any sincere worship or love none of us can afford to leave out of this calculation the effect of our influence on others we ought to so live that if others follow our example they will go in the safe path and the power of personal influence is so great that no man or woman or child who fails to give jesus christ open and avowed support to witness to him as the saviour knows who is thereby kept from coming to the side of jesus an earnest christian worker relates this story josie was only a girl in her early teens when she was persuaded to come into a sunday school and join the class of a faithful teacher a few months after this in a series of revival meetings josie's heart was touched and she seemed eager to begin a christian life but asked she do you think it will be of any use for me to try and be a christian in such a home as mine the answer was not far to seek for one who knows the riches of his grace the teacher assured the young girl that god never asked us to do impossibilities and that he would supply all the needed strength if she would only do her duty she told her that christ would not leave her to walk alone but would be with her to comfort and help in every time of need and encouraged her to believe that possibly christ would make her a torch for himself in her unbelieving home and help her to win her family to him the little girl was finally persuaded to take the teacher's advice and made a public confession of jesus as her saviour and became a member of the church the utmost faithfulness characterized her attendance on the church and she was in every way a most devoted christian her family were none of them christians and there she met with only sneers and opposition this was very hard to bear but christ faithfully kept his promises with her and she lived conscious of the peace of god in her heart and now comes the results of her christian faithfulness some months passed away another series of revival meetings was in progress in that church when one sunday evening as the preacher was about to begin his sermon he saw the door open at the left-hand side aisle and to the surprise of all josie's mother walked in by her side they walked halfway down the aisle taking a seat together 
the little girl's torch had shone so clearly and faithfully through all the trying months that it had thrown the light of christ into her mother's heart all seemed to have been understood between them before coming to church as soon as the invitation was given the girl took her mother's arm and led her to the altar where she gave her heart to christ and became an earnest christian i doubt if there is one here to-night who would not win very soon some other one to jesus if you would only give yourself to him in earnest love End of section 12